This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we begin another week of broadcasting. And Junie, I really feel what we're going to be sharing this week could be life-changing for all of us because the theme of it is pleasing God. And we want to start by reading a powerful verse. And I'd like you, when you hear it, uh, to really think of what's your first impression, okay? I'm reading John chapter 8, verse 29. This is Jesus speaking. I do always those things that please him. In the New American Standard, it says it this way, I always do those things that are pleasing to him. Junie, I wonder what most people feel when they read that. I would guess, and I can't say for sure, but I think probably most people will say, well, that's Jesus, of course. He's the Son of God incarnate in man. But how can I possibly even think of always doing those things that please him? And just for our listeners' sake, him refers to our Father in heaven. Amen, amen. So there's no misunderstanding. You know, how can I possibly always do those things that please him? Jesus, I could see, but me? Can we always please God? Well, if you think we can't, I want to say that is not God's view. And I want to start by looking at a script, a portion of scripture in Second Peter chapter one. If you have your Bibles, turn with us. Second Peter chapter one. I'm going to be reading verses two, three, and four. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. They're basically the same, but this, I believe, shows it as clear as could be. Second Peter one, beginning at verse two. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. Isn't that powerful? Everything that we are in in need of for life and godliness, we have received through the knowledge of him who has called us to his own glory and excellence. And then it goes on to say, by which... He has granted to us his precious and very great promises so that through them, here's the key, through them we may become partakers of the divine nature, 
having escaped the corruption that is in the world because of sinful lusts. I pray that this verse, these verses could be inscribed in your spirit because God provides all things that pertain to life and godliness through his knowledge. And through that knowledge, we are able to be uh, partakers of his divine nature. Junie, that doesn't mean we become like gods, but we become more like him because we have been created in his image. And, Shelley, it shows the necessity to be born again. Oh, yes. Because for us to partake of his divine nature, we need to have his life in us. Amen. And so for our listeners who have never really asked the Lord to forgive all of your sins and to come into your life and guide you and teach you and help you to partake of his divine nature, you can do it right now. Amen. Amen. So these are powerful verses that we have been granted to participate, to be a partaker of God's very nature. And we have to remember, we have been created in his image. Again, as I said, not that we become gods, but we partake about, we partake of his nature. And a significant aspect of Jesus's nature was to do always those things that please the Father. Are we willing to go so far with God and be a partaker of his divine nature? And one verse I want to think of, I think of, Junie, is Psalm 149, verse 4. The Lord takes pleasure in his people. We're talking about pleasing God. And here, always keep in mind, he takes pleasure in his people, which is you and me. Which shows, Shelley, it's his will. Yes. That we would partake of his nature yes, Lord. and his life. That's why Jesus came, that we would be redeemed. We, we would have our soul restored to the way it was in how he created us Amen, yes. before the fall of the first Hallelujah. Adam. Also keep in mind that at Jesus' baptism, the Spirit of God descended as a dove and came upon him, and a voice out of heaven said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Can I ask a question? How would you like to hear those words spoken about you? Wow. I want to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. We are of good courage, I say, this is Paul writing, and prefer rather to be absent from the body and to be at home with the Lord. In other words, he would choose to be in the presence of the Lord in heaven as well as serving God in the body on earth. Therefore, also we have as our ambition in whether we are at home or absent to be pleasing to God. What a statement. Paul, whether we're in his presence in heaven or whether we're serving him on earth, his ambition was to be pleasing to God. Junie, what a statement and something that provoke, should provoke each of us to jealousy, 
to have that ambition in our hearts. And I think, too, Shelley, the realization that when we're born again of God's life and we ask him to live his life through us and we no longer live out of the flesh or our own desires, but in the spirit, then we bring his presence wherever we go. And his presence brings peace, shalom, and truth because he is the truth and he is the Prince of Peace and he teaches us the way in which we should go because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And for us to realize that No man, no human can come to the Father but through him. So we have a tremendous life of the resurrected Messiah, the Christ, living in us when we're born again. Yes, and we're going to find as we go through the scriptures this week, Junie, that we can't do this on our own. We were born as as sinners. You know, we're, we're Adamic in nature. And only when we become born again, we can allow God to allow us to partake of his divine nature. And we shall do all those things that please him. And the way we can, Shelley, is when Yeshua, when Jesus came, he came as the second Adam. Yes. And he lived in the flesh for 33 some odd years without sinning. So when he gave himself as our offering and said on the cross, it is finished, that means that in the flesh he overcame Satan for you and me and every listener. So it's a powerful revelation to know that This second Adam, who is the Son of God, when we're born again, lives in us to give us his mind and lead us in the way to go. All right. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to Colossians chapter 1. I want to start in the second half of verse 9 and then go on into verse 10. Paul prayed for the Colossians to be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then you might pause and say, why did he, why did he write that? And here's the answer. So that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects. So pleasing him is not just doing this and doing that and then living your own life, but pleasing him is a mentality and a way of life day in and day out. We have we are called to please him in all respects, and the Lord will equip us to do that. It's it's powerful. So pleasing God goes far beyond, you know, a momentary pleasurable time. It's a powerful way to live that will bring pleasure to the heart of God. And um Let's begin by even defining that word um, um, pleasing or please. It's translated into many different words, but pleasing 
means a strong positive attraction for something or someone that brings forth involvement. That's a key. We could be attracted to something or someone, but does it bring involvement in our own lives? Otherwise, it, it's theology, it's a theory, but God wants to bring down this amazing call to please him in everything to the reality of day in and day out life. And that is the partaker Amen. of his nature when we're born again, when we know him and come into the knowledge of God through the Lord himself who is alive in us. Hallelujah. So there are a number of words translated from the Hebrew and Greek that uh, the Hebrew word uh, is translated into, I should say. It's a strong positive attraction for something or someone that brings forth involvement. It's also translated desire. Sometimes your version will say to delight in or to find pleasure in. The word acceptance is also from that same root word of Hebrew. So let's pray, and I pray that you can continue on with us every every evening this week because it could change your life as well as ours. Father, we thank you. Thank you, you, Lord. Thank you for what Jesus said. I do always those things that please him. And we can partake of that part of your nature by living our life every day, every minute of every day, to bring you pleasure by pleasing you. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.